Fan Ramen. Who's hungry? Welcome to Fan Ramen. The official podcast of Black Ramen. We're a hungry band who writes epic music for film and games. And we're here to read your fan fiction. I'm Lindy. Konnichiwa! I'm Ralph. Wasabi. Behind the board is our awesome sound guy. And mysterious Musubi master, the, the Mawashi Man, man Kevin. Ichirakimasu! Ralph. Yeah. When was the last time you had ramen? Oh, oh, it was down in San Francisco about two or three weeks ago. Nice. Oh my gosh, it was delicious. Pork belly. Ooh. Oh man. San Francisco does it pretty good. Last time I had ramen was in Santa Monica Ooh. in December. December? Yes. December in Santa Monica. De- it was very cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, December ramen is also the best kind of ramen. Oh, really? Because it was filled with garlic and holiday cheer. Oh. Yeah, it was so cute. Well, you know, today's story has a holiday foodie theme. <gasps> It's holiday food <gasps> in space! This has been a highly requested <laughs> fandom. So we are bringing back Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. We've got a fic called Rocket and Groot's Trip to Wally World. Awesome. Check out Grooties on Archive of Our Own. They've got lots of Guardian and Marvel stories. We're going to post a link in our show notes so you can give this story some kudos. You can also check out our website for a link. www.fanramen.com Check out our Patreon, where you can listen to outtakes, interviews, and mistakes. Hey, Kevin. Yeah? Ralph's making really inappropriate gestures. (laughs) Ralph is an inappropriate gesture. (laughs) (laughs) Weez makes gooder oopsies. The Guardians are getting ready for Thanksgiving. Rocket and Groot are tasked with getting the main dish required for the feast. How they go about retrieving it shocks the other guardians. Yeah, yeah, uh, just a minute. Peter Quill yelled from the living room of the guardian's house as he got up to answer whoever was at the front door. As Peter opened up the front door, he wasn't surprised that two Nova Corps officers were standing on the porch with Rocket and Groot. Rocket was sporting two handcuffs that were holding his tiny raccoon arms behind his back, while Groot was sitting adorably on the shoulder of one of the officers. Groot wasn't wearing any handcuffs because there weren't any designed for baby Laura Colossus that he couldn't easily finagle his way out of. Ah, great. Peter faced palms as the other guardians joined him at the front door. What'd you do this time, Rocket? Your friend and his accomplice were caught causing havoc in a Terran store known as Walmart. The Terran officers arrested him and contacted us to pick him up. One of the officers stated as he took off Rocket's handcuffs. He was able to post bail and luckily for him, the Terran authorities were weirded out by the whole situation and declined to press any charges. So now he's your problem. Peter just covered his face with his palm as the officers placed two plastic bags by Rocket's feet and let Groot climb off his shoulder before he and his colleague left. Groot then settled himself on Rocket's shoulder as the raccoon picked up the bags and followed the human into the house. Everyone was silent as Rocket placed the bags on the kitchen table before he sat down on the couch. Okay, explain yourself, Rocket. 
Peter ordered after five minutes of deafening silence. What the hell were you doing on Earth when you know that you were supposed to get the last thing that we needed for Thanksgiving? I was, Star Munch. But then Craglin texted me that we were out of cereal and... Rocket explains just before Peter cuts him off. Peter held up a hand. Don't bring other people into this when you know that it's purely your fault. Now, what were you doing on Earth? I told you. Rocket snarls through gritted teeth. Craglin said that we were out of cereal and you know how whiny he gets when he has nothing to eat. Craglin will just have to suffer and survive off of whatever the rest of us eat. Peter commanded as the Xandarian cowered in his recliner. It's my turn to return the favor of the kindness that he and Yondu showed me when they first abducted me. Peter then turns his gaze back to the raccoon. Now, what were you and Groot doing on Terra? I told you. Rocket was getting irritated at having to explain for the third time. Me and Groot were going to go get the stuff for this so-called Thanksgiving feast of yours when Craglin texted me about the cereal shortage. I said, fine, Terra's only five jumps away. Five jumps? Gamora's parental instincts were kicking in. You took Groot on a trip that involved you two taking five jumps? Hey, relax, Gammy. Rocket replies. Groot was in his car seat the entire time, and when we got to Terra... He didn't throw up once, and I checked him over, and he was fine. He even cheered and laughed after we landed. Where did you go on Terra afterwards? Mantis inquired. Well, as the officer said, we went to this place called Wally Mart, or whatever the hell it's called. Rocket couldn't control his snickering. Oh, boy. When Mia Groot got to this Wally world, the people in there were so funny to watch. <laughs> Oh, some of the clothes they got. Oh, my God, they wore, they were awful. Then I told Groot that they were probably Star Munch's long-lost cousins. <laughs> Get to the point, Rocket. Peter snarls through his teeth. All right, all right, sheesh. Rocket responded. Anyways, after we entered, Groot pointed out that we would stand out because we're not Terrans, so... I looked to the side and saw a bunch of scooters that some of the more lazier Terrans were using to get around. Rocket, Gamora sighs. Those scooters are meant for people who can't get around as easily as you can. So? It wasn't like it was the last scooter available. Rocket countered. Plus, did you forget that the average Terran is four feet taller than I am? Hell, even if I put Groot on my shoulders, we wouldn't even be half the average height of a Terran. So, yeah, I'm entitled to a scooter, because my legs get tired easily. Peter knew that was far from the case, given Rocket's cybernetic enhancements. Rocket, I've seen you running when you steal some units from a bank or a cookie from a cookie jar. So, why are you lying? Hey, I'm just trying to blend in with the Terran clientele that most frequently patronizes the Wally place. The so-called people of Walmart. <laughs> they call themselves... <laughs> Rocket shot back. Yeah, and it looks like they found their fearless leader. Peter snickered. Shut up! Nebula, who was tired of all the bickering, shouted. Let the stupid fox get to the point of the story. Thanks, Nebby. Rocket began. Anyways, Groot climbed into the scooter basket as I turned the flocking thing on, and we were off. Off to where? Mantis wondered, never having been to a Terran store. 
Well, I promised Groot that since he was a good boy in the Milano, he could get a toy in the toy aisle. Rocket explains as Groot smiles proudly. <laughs> That's when we saw him. <gasps> Who? Mantis wondered with childlike excitement. Baby Yoda. Rocket answered. <laughs> Rocket, Baby Yoda isn't real. Peter rolls his eyes. It's just a TV show. I know that. Rocket implies. Just try saying that to Groot. He has an unexplained jealousy over him. He thinks that he's not as cute anymore since Baby Yoda arrived and all the Terrans lost their freaking minds over it. So, Groot started attacking anything that had Baby Yoda's face on it. That's what we were told to leave. But not the fault Groot decapitated every Baby Yoda doll that was there. <laughs> Peter rolls his eyes as Rocket continued on. <laughs> as we were leaving, Groot kept complaining that the scooter wasn't fast enough. So I got an idea. Oh boy, here we go. Peter was genuinely annoyed. So I took the scooter out to the ship and made some upgrades. Rocket using air quotes to emphasize the last word. I am Groot! The tiny tree shouted, arms waving in the air. That's right, Groot. I did make the scooter faster. Rocket stated. After I added a jet engine to the back. He muttered while stifling a laugh. Oh my god. Peter couldn't believe his ears. Rocket, you and Groot could have been seriously injured or, or worse, killed. <laughs> just, just try telling that to those turkeys who were just passing by when Groot and I were barreling along at 500 miles an hour. <laughs> Rocket laughs along with Groot as everyone else rolls their eyes. <laughs> hey, on the bright side, I got us dinner for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Oh, I know you were trouble when you walked in. So shame on me now. I want a fanfic where Rocket makes ramen. What would a trash panda put in his ramen bowl? More trash. Well, uh, he'd cook with <laughs> lots of wasabi and sarcasm. Ooh, I was unaware sarcasm was a food group. <laughs> huh. Well, the next fic takes place in a kitchen, but there's not much food in the story. I think all stories should have more food in them. I'm hungry. Yeah, with the amount of sarcasm you use, Ralph, mm. you should basically never get hungry. Tell me about it. <laughs> Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We're only going to feature chapter one, but I recommend reading this fic all the way through. Check out Synaptic Crisis on archiveofourown.org. We'll post a link in our show notes and on our website. This fic is called Streaky Showtime. You can find the link on fanramen.com. After being assaulted with a stand arrow by an anonymous assailant, Domingo Lucas is thrust into a world of stands. After being recruited by the Speedwagon Foundation's team of outcast stand users, he goes on a journey to stop the man who stabbed him from killing any more people. Domingo Lucas was shocked when he awoke from his long slumber on the floor of his kitchen. He really shouldn't have been alive. So why was he on the floor staring deeply into his spilled bottle of Gatorade? He replayed the events of the previous hours in his head. He was stabbed in the stomach 
with an arrow. <sighs> Weird. He thought. I really would have preferred to be stabbed as something more common, like a machete or something. He tried to stand up, but was immediately brought back to the floor. <sighs> Whilst down, he realized that though he was very fatigued, he didn't have any stab wound. Okay, now I'm really starting to get freaked out. Now sitting down and likely to stay there, he decided to look around his kitchen. Except for the dried blood on the floor next to him and the debatably more horrifying Gatorade spilled next to that, the kitchen was normal. There was a more important task at hand than his Gatorade, though. His assailant might still be in his house. Slowly regaining strength, he managed to stand up and walk. Looking across his entire house, top to bottom, he found no sign of anything being tampered with or taken. Crap. I need to go to the police. He said. This guy could be going after other people. He didn't even make it three steps out his front door before collapsing to the floor. As he faded in and out of consciousness, moments before he completely gave out, he saw it. A glowing humanoid figure standing over him. Domingo didn't know it yet, but that figure would change his life forever. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you've discovered some new authors today. Check out our Patreon. We have outtakes, extras, and bloopers. And we're accepting submissions. Email us a link to your fanfic at fanramenpodcast at gmail.com or submit on our website www.fanramen.com This is Lindy and that was my phone and, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you the next, next time, time you're hungry. hungry I should probably have muted that Podcast produced by Lindy Day and Ralph Avalon. Sound design and engineering by Kevin Villagestone. Music by Black Ramen. Recorded and mixed in the Black Ramen Studios.